Let's Get Real at Crossway with Pastor Bob Manuel and friends. Sue's grandmother, Grandma Long, um, she lived a long time, no pun intended or pun intended. She lived to be 105 years old. Um, Sue's mom is 88 and she still drives the old people at her church to all their appointments. But Sue's grandma, Grandma Great, she broke her hip at the age of 100. After she got out of the hospital, they put her in this rehab unit. She looked around and she said, this place is full of old people. And she was probably the oldest one there. What do I have to do, she asked the nurse, to get out of here? Well, you have to walk up and down the aisle so much and do this and do that. And she said, well, let's, let's get to it. And she got to it and she was out of there within a week or so and lived five more years being cared for by Sue's mother to care for the widow I shared this phrase last week and to me it really ties together a lot of what we're looking at here in first Timothy the phrase is that all those who belong to Jesus belong to all of those who belong to Jesus that is whether you like it or not if you are in the body of Christ you belong to that other person who belongs to the body of Christ. We often say around here, if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ and our faith in Him, we probably wouldn't know each other. We're all so different. We probably just hunker down with all those who are just like us. We're different in age, temperament, some ethnicities and backgrounds and all that stuff. But you belong to each other. And Paul is reminding Timothy all these widows who belong to Jesus belong to all those who belong to Jesus. Here's how you take care of them. I think one of the biggest reasons is that we just don't know each other that well. And people go from church to church and sometimes they, they don't even get to know the people and then they, they leave again. Church members must know how to practice pure and faultless religion. So Paul gives this outline of pure and faultless religion. I think we should all be challenged and stretched and sobered by verse 8 of chapter 5. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Wow. The church can help those widows who are really in need. And who are these widows? Again, those widows who are really in need are those widows who have no extended family nearby. Talking today with Pastor Bob Manuel. In the community of Ephesus, they had their own biological families, if you, if you will. Yes. So the church wasn't necessarily supposed to um, uh, take over the role of the biological family, especially if a widow, Paul's concern was, look, if a widow has family members still living and still around, uh, they are to take care of her. Um, if there is no family member around, that's when the church family stepped in to help take care of her. Now, you also uh, taught us about the importance of um, age, <clears throat> the importance of age and uh, situation for the individual to, to qualify to be um, a widow that can receive help from the local church. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that taught before, but it's in the scripture. Yeah, there, there is some, oh, I don't know, 
I'd say disagreement or, or just some differences of opinion exactly mm-hmm. what this is. But in verse 9, 1 Timothy 5, no widow may be put on the list of widows. So there's a, apparently some enrollment of, of certain kinds of widows uh, unless she is over 60, which in the first century uh, Greco-Roman world, that was pretty ancient. <laughs> so sure. she was very, very needy. And then Paul talks about, look, it's for younger widows, verse 11, don't put them on such a list uh, and because they were still of remarriable age, if you will. And so they had this potential of, uh, of starting a new family or being connected to some other people because of their younger age that could help take care of them. So yeah, there was this uh, distinction between a widow that was truly a widow, uh, the scriptures would put it that way, or some translations say really a widow. So the, the, the qualifications for that was over 60, no extended family members nearby, plus she has to have a very good reputation uh, of godly service and good deeds throughout the years. So in other words, if you're giving this lady who's on the list help, She's trustworthy. She's proven herself. She's mm-hmm. probably not going to go off and do something stupid with the money, if you will. <laughs> right. So there's an accountability issue that the scripture addresses right out front. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have in this small congregation, Crossway Community Church, an evangelical free church here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, do we have widows? in our church that are being helped? You know, we, we do. Uh, specifically, though, according to how Paul outlines it, most of the widows that we have in our church have extended family members nearby. I see. Or they've had, uh, like in Paul's world, when he wrote to Timothy, they didn't have a social security system and different safety nets, social safety nets. And so... The church, if they didn't have family members, the church is all the widows had. Most of the widows in our church have family members. They have pensions from their husbands who've passed away. Uh, There's been a few uh, examples over the years I know where we have helped some widows uh, from our benevolent fund. But overall, they're not quite like in the same predicament that that the widows were in Paul's day. And yet there's a principle there that we can follow. Um, how should we relate to the widows in our assembly or people listening and thinking in, in my church? Oh, I know this person, this person. Are their needs being met? You know, um, you talked about lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you keep track of that in a local church? Well, in a smaller church like ours, it's fairly, I don't want to say easy, but it's simpler I I know all the widows in our church, uh, you know, off the top of my head. Sure. I don't really even need a, a physical list. So, you know, for example, someone will say, "Hey, Bob, have you checked up on so and so lately? Uh, I haven't seen her for a week or two, or or uh, something like that." And so yeah. you, you kind of know who to visit, who to call, uh, you know, uh, who to uh, maybe if I don't even personally as the pastor go and make a visit i'll say hey to somebody else can you go check up on so and so so it's simpler because of, of a smaller church as far as a a bigger church goes i know they might have to have more administrative structures in place to keep track sure. of everybody well my uh, question is also uh, how do we as a body meet the other needs that a 
widow has that, that are unique oh, yeah, to a yeah. widow? That, that's a great question. See, when I think of those needs, I think it's more uh, terms of like loneliness and relationships, companionship. These are ladies that, you know, their whole lives uh, spent raising children or uh, uh, walking alongside their husbands. And now often when a husband dies, some of the relationships with the other couples kind of go by the wayside. So a lot of these um, widows are very lonely. Um, especially if they, they're not driving any longer. And mm-hmm. a lot of our widows still here drive <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they can get out and see people. But, um, you know, when I think of widows, yeah. so we, we talked about practicing pure and, 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 and uh, uh, true religion. We, we got that phrase from James chapter 1, verse 27. And James says that uh, pure and true religion is uh, taking care of widows and orphans. Widows and orphans in the New Testament day we're some of the most vulnerable people and needy people. So how's that translate to, to, to today? I would say that uh, mo- mostly in terms of loneliness and just their, their need for companionship and relationship, that never stops, no matter how old you get. <laughs> and there would also be, uh, I guess I'll use this in quotes, women in transition who may have been divorced or maybe um, they're they're separated and and they're attending regularly, getting the encouragement from uh, your teaching, but also uh, the women's Bible study. There there would be different types of women who are quote unquote single, mm-hmm. but uh, of mature age. Yeah, and well, something you just said. This isn't directly related to your your question, but so many of these. Older women, and, and Paul addresses this in First Timothy five, um, are to be devoted to good deeds. Now, there's what what I'm getting at here is this that they have so much life experience, and we have younger ladies in the church here that have moved from you know different parts of the country, and they're here now. And, yes, and, and grandma and mom isn't around, and I would just love to see more and more older women being able to connect with some of the younger women just you know nothing even really formal just uh hanging out talking being an encouragement that that the moms and grandmas used to play that role but now because of our transient culture mom and grandma isn't nearby but our widows are nearby and they can be a tremendous encouragement to some of our younger ladies okay stepping back uh looking at first timothy and the teaching, I believe we're at chapter 5, we're almost to chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the church is not a social service agency, but there are so many aspects that you have taught us where we need to be aware of one another and be looking for those opportunities to help, to understand uh, Last Sunday was focused on your role as a pastor and how we can help and the elders and so forth. Um, how would you, let's see, differentiate between like a social agency? Let's say I'm just going to use the term of a senior center or that kind of thing and the local church. Um, I know all the reasons why I would go to one as opposed to the other, but. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks may think 
I haven't attended church in a long time, and I have this need. I imagine they could help me uh, instead of going downtown, you know, to yeah. the Degage yeah. Center or whatever. Yeah, that's a tough call. I think if you talk to any administrator, pastor, or benevolent leader, or a deacon, whatever, whoever's in charge of the benevolent funds in any given okay. local church. So, for example, mm-hmm. we've got a number of churches in the area around where I serve. We we actually partner with each other. We we call like they'll say, "Hey, so and so is driven by. They're looking for this help or that kind of help. But have you talked to them yet?" And so we try to do some screening, some due diligence, if you will. But the differences between churches and social agencies is that a lot of our taxes go to pay for, you know, uh, some of these social agencies. And so sure, um, sure. sometimes there's more help available that way. Um, a church, again, it's uh, they can't help everybody. You just don't, funds are limited to some degree. So often our, our focus here at Crossway is mm-hmm. to help those within the body. They don't, right. they don't have to right. be a member. We just have to know them or somebody that attends here says, hey, I have mm-hmm. a friend or a neighbor. Can we help? And that type of thing. And so we try to, uh, that, that helps screen out some of the, the questions. Um, Unfortunately, and sometimes we've been able to help folks that just give a, a cold call. Hey, I need help with rent or this or that. But most churches don't do that, uh, or can't do that either. So, and sometimes uh, a spiritual need or an emotional need comes out of the ask, um, and that's where the local church can really come alongside someone, even just to help meet that need. You've been listening to Let's Get Real with Pastor Bob Manuel of Crossway Community Church of Grand Rapids, Michigan, an evangelical free church. Please share a word with us, a comment, question, or suggested topic at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I, the word pastor at aol.com. I'm Mark Moore. Thanks for listening.